Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hey guys, what is up? It's Savannah. Welcome back to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so, so happy that you are here. Happy Thursday, you guys. I hope you have had a great week. I hope you have something fun or relaxing or exciting planned for your weekend. Fun fact, did you guys know that September 23rd, which is this Saturday, is actually the first official day of fall. So if you're the type of person that likes to wait for the very first official day to start celebrating, this is your weekend. Um, Otherwise, I hope you guys just have a great weekend and I hope you've had a great week. But as you guys can tell by the title of today's episode, today we are doing my favorite thing here that we do on My Thoughts Exactly, and that is a what would Sav do? If you are new here or if you've been living under a rock, what would Sav do's are the segment that we do here on this podcast where you write into me, you tell me what's going on in your life, what's new, what's happening, what you're struggling with. And I sit here and I tell you what I, me, Sav, hey, hi, hello, I tell you what I would do, hence why it is called a what would Sav do. Now, if you want to be a part of the next What Would Sav Do, all you have to do is go ahead and follow the My Thoughts Exactly Instagram page because that is where I am always checking in with you guys on any episode topic, but also specifically What Would Sav Do. That's where you can send in your submission and you can see when we are uploading a What Would Sav Do. So with that all being said, I want to jump right on into it today. All right. First one. I love the holidays, but life has been kicking my butt lately. How would you get back in the holiday spirit? Okay, so here's what I think we have to remember about the holidays. Even though for some people, I know myself included, the holidays are an amazing time. They're a joyful time. They're a youthful time. It brings out this innocence and this excitement in a lot of us where we are looking forward to each and every holiday. You know, we get to put out the decorations. We pull out all the bells and whistles. We do it all. But I think it's also important to recognize and remember that for a lot of people, the holidays are not a fun time. I know for a lot of people, the holidays are something that actually a lot of people dread. 
And that can be for a multitude of reasons, whether that's because seasonal depression kicks in, whether that is because they are spending holidays without family or loved ones, whether that is because they are suffering from, you know, a childhood trauma of not experiencing great times during the holidays, whatever the case may be, the holidays for a lot of people are not this exciting and joyous time that a lot of us see them as. And I think it's important to recognize and respect that as well. Now, for you specifically, you claim that you love the holidays. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you, well, you know, it's okay to hate the holidays and whatever. You don't have to give into it because clearly you're someone who likes the holidays. You appreciate them and you want to be able to get there, but sometimes it's hard. So my first piece of advice for you would just to be to recognize the fact that life has been hard lately. And if this is not the year where, again, you pull out all the stops, all the bells and whistles, all the decorations, and you fully throw yourself into the holidays, that is okay. You don't have to. It's okay to just, it's okay to not. Like that is okay. It is okay to not do that. But if you want to and you don't really know where to start and you feel sometimes that, you know, the decorations and all of it can get overwhelming and you don't really know how to get into the spirit, I would say start small. I would start small with little things, whether that is just diving into a holiday movie or a holiday TV show. I actually, I screenshotted this because I saw this specific message earlier um, when I had first posted the What Would Sav Do on Instagram. And it made me think of this Instagram story that I saw yesterday from this girl that I follow. She's an influencer. Her name is Hannah G. She was on The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise, the whole thing. I love her. I think she's great. And she posted on her Instagram yesterday saying that she wanted to watch a fall movie. She didn't want it to be too Halloween-y, but she wanted it to be fall-esque. And she asked for some recommendations from her followers. And I screenshotted this because it reminded me of this message because I think that, you know, if you just start small instead of throwing yourself all the way into it, it might help you ease into the holidays a little bit more. So here are some of the movies that she recommended. So some of the, or not that she did, but some of the popular answers from her followers about fall movies to help her get into the fall spirit. That was When Harry Met Sally, Practical Magic, Cinderella Story, You've Got Mail, Twilight, Harry Potter, The Blind Side, Sweet Home Alabama, Matilda, Mean Girls, Remember the Titans, Devil Wears Prada, and Knives Out. I've only seen about three or four of these. Uh, Cinderella Story is my favorite movie of all time, so I've definitely seen that one. But I think that that is a really great place to start if you want to just slowly ease into the holidays. Another thing that you can do is if you go to Trader Joe's, they have all of their little pumpkin stuff out. If you want to just get yourself like one little pumpkin-y like snack or treat or dessert, that way when you sit at home, you can watch your fall movie, you can light a fall candle, you can have your little fall dessert, and you can just kind of ease your way into it. I think a lot of times, you know, throwing yourself in fully can be really intimidating with all of the extras that a lot of people like to bring into this holiday seasons and that's okay too like having all the extras having you know being so above and beyond about it and so excited is great too but you know if you're someone who just wants to start to feel in the holiday spirit a little bit I think those are a great place to start if you wanted to do something that is very cost efficient and doesn't cost any money you can do things like going with friends and taking pictures in a pumpkin patch like you don't even have to buy a pumpkin just go and immerse yourself in in the pumpkin patch, take pictures with your friends or just by yourself. You know, there's ways to do it if you go for a little walk 
later in the afternoon wearing a little sweater, like just little things that can make you feel like we're transitioning into the colder months, the holiday spirit, just little things. So those would be what I would recommend. I know that was like a 10 minute answer, but those would be the little things that I would do to help myself get into the spirit, lighting a candle, watching the fall movies, getting a fall little dessert treat, something like that, Um, having a glass of red wine or, you know, going to a pumpkin patch, things like that, doing an activity. Um, Those would be what I would recommend. And also just giving yourself a little bit of grace. It's super hard to connect with my in-laws and it's coming in between my significant other and I. What would Sav do? I'm also going to pair this with the next one that's right next to it saying, his parents hate your guts. What would Sav do? So here's the thing. I think in-law relationships are very tricky. I think everyone goes in, or most people I should say, goes into a relationship and meeting the parents and meeting the family, wanting everything to go smoothly, right? You want to be liked. You want them to like you. You want to like them. You want to have this great relationship. That's what we all kind of, that's the dream, right? That's what we all want. A lot of times it doesn't happen. And a lot of times we put a lot of pressure on that relationship, whether that's for whatever reason, you know, everyone's got their thing. And we put a lot of pressure on that specific relationship because we want the big happy family picture. But here's the deal. Not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone has to. If you are in a great place with your significant other, if you love each other, the outside world, the outside noise, it does not matter. If his parents don't like you, that's not your problem. And maybe this isn't the best advice to give. I don't know. But like personally for me, this is my stance on it because I'm someone who has spent a lot of time in my life trying to make sure that you know, my parents like my significant other and that his parents like me. And it can cause a lot of stress, stress. It can cause a lot of pressure and it can cause a strain on your relationship. And obviously you want to go into that meeting being cordial, being nice. You know, you want to have that connection. But if you have tried multiple times and it is not getting anywhere, you're being shot down, you feel disrespected. That's when it comes to a point where you just kind of have to maybe come to the come to the realization that that's not going to be the relationship that you have with them. You know, you're not going to be the happy-go-lucky, big, happy family, even though a lot of us strive for that. That's what a lot of us want. And if that's not going to happen, then you need to just have that conversation with your significant other and be like, listen, I feel like I've tried. I feel like they don't like me. But I would also emphasize to your partner that even though they don't like me or even though we don't have the best relationship, I don't want that to come between us because you and I are the main priority. Like our relationship is the main priority. And even though I want to have a great relationship with your parents, there's only so much I can do. But here's also a piece of advice that I would give, and this is advice that I really stand on, is I think it's important to kill them with kindness. You know, if you and your partner's parents or your in-laws or whatever, if you don't get along, I'm always on the side of not giving them a reason to not like me. So if I am nice, if I, you know, am just respectful and kind, no matter what, no matter what it is about me that they don't like, if I'm kind, if I'm nice, if I'm respectful, that's it. Like that's all you need to do. And sometimes it's hard. I know it's so hard because sometimes they can be so disrespectful. They say a snarky comment. They do something you don't like. You know, I think for the most part, as long as you can remain calm, 
be nice and be kind and be respectful. That's all anyone can really ask for you. And I feel like that is how you don't let it strain your relationship with your significant other. If you are nice to their parents, if you are cordial, if you are respectful, obviously there's a line. If you reach a point of like severe disrespect, then you're just going to kind of have to back off at that point and have a serious conversation with your partner about that. But for the most part, you know, I think that killing them with kindness is the way to go. And if they still have a problem with you, then like truthfully, that's on them. And you can have... And I think it'll be important for your partner to see that you are just being nice and kind and respectful and cordial. Um, you don't even have to be like the sweetest person in the room. Just be cordial. Like it's all it really takes sometimes. And if your partner sees that, then I think it'll be a lot easier for you guys to have a respectful conversation within yourselves and with each other about the status of your relationship with your in-laws. Because I think it's better to not give your partner a reason to come down on you if that makes sense like if you are always because if you're cordial your partner can't really say anything about it right if you are just respectful and cordial it's not like they can come to you and be like well you're not trying but if you are just nice and respectful that I think is going to help the relationship with your partner and maybe you guys can come up with a strategy on how you want to approach the in-law situation so to sum this up first of all not everyone's gonna like you not everyone has to You don't have to have the best relationship with your in-laws to have a great relationship with your partner, but always kill them with kindness and be cordial up until the point of severe disrespect. And if you are cordial, then you and your partner can have a conversation about how to move forward with the in-law situation. And you guys will figure that out together. But I think that being nice and being kind and respectful is the way to avoid a strain on your guys's relationship. What would you do to progress a relationship slash build a partnership besides living together? Okay, PSA. This is just my public service announcement. If you are wanting to progress your relationship and become closer, what were the words used? Yeah, build a partnership. Don't just move in together for that reason. Um, I don't think it's going to work out if you do that, truthfully, if you're just like wanting. And I know that's not what you mean um, in this specific instance. But if you are just like wanting to, you know, become strong. If you think that moving in together is going to make your relationship stronger, um, it will in the end, but you guys are going to face a lot of trials and tribulations before that. You need a strong foundation. So I think that there are a lot of different ways that you can strengthen a relationship and deepen a connection besides moving in together. I think that there are a lot of different approaches that you can take. Something that I like to do in my relationship is setting traditions and cute little, you know, yeah, I guess traditions is the word, um, with my boyfriend. I like to have a tradition on date nights, traditions on holidays. So for us, it's like every week or every two weeks, depending on how busy our schedule is, we're going on a date night. That's the night for us. That is, you know, it can be whatever we want it to look like, whether that's going out, whether that's having a date night in. But what's really important on those date nights is that we deepen our connection. We have conversation, you know. I think it's very easy to get lost in the world of technology and always being on our phones and always, you know, being distracted. We have so many distractions 
distractions in our day-to-day life. So taking the time to really focus one-on-one with each other is going to be very, very important. I think another fun thing for date night, if you want to like deepen your connection and progress your relationship is going and doing activities together, whether that's taking like a wine tasting class together or a cooking class together or something of that sort, whatever is like something that you guys like to do together. I think that's also really fun. I think that continuing to have deep conversations is really, really important. Talking about your future, talking about what you want that to look like, talking about how you want to raise your kids if you want them, talking about where you want to move to in the future, seeing if your guys' values and if your roots line up and like how you want your future to look like lines up. I think that will definitely deepen your guys' connection and progress your relationship once you guys know that you are on the same page on how you want your life to look and these can be very fun conversations you can they can be very exciting conversations and something that I would also recommend and this might seem silly to some people but I think that they're great is there's so many games now I've talked about it before I have the we're not really strangers ones I know that there's like a deep talk one there's a um icebreaker one like of just like cards with different questions on them like thought-provoking questions because sometimes it's hard to sit there you know when you see your partner day in and day out to sit down at a table with them or sit down at a date night with them and be like okay now what do we talk about because I've seen you all the time so like what is there new to talk about? But I think having those, you know, little prompts with you is really encouraging in those types of moments and in those conversations. I swear to you guys, like some of the best nights that I've had with Hayden have been with those types of, you know, cards and those games because they're just questions that neither of us would ever think of. And it brings our conversation to a whole new level. And it really makes for like the best date nights. And we really feel like the most connected truthfully and so those are little things that I think that you can do to kind of deepen your relationship and progress your connection and I think also along with that is setting goals for your guys's relationship I know you can't like you can't control everything you can't have everything written out how you want it because life gets in the way and certain things happen but if you guys have a goal of like okay this is when we want to move in together at this age is when I think that I want to get married or or maybe not or like at this age I want to have kids or don't want to have kids or like if you have goals together that also is important too that way that you that way you guys can feel like you're building towards those goals together you're reaching towards those goals together. And again, those goals are going to look different for everyone. But for me, if, if this was me and Hayden, for example, I would be like, okay, you know, around this age is when I'm thinking of getting married. And like, what do you think about that? And like, okay, cool. Around this age is when I'm wanting to have kids. What do you think about that? And like little things like that. And they can be personal goals. They can be career goals. They can be goals for your, you know, finances, whatever it is. But setting goals together, having, you know, deeper connected date nights together, I think is really important because I think sometimes for a lot of people we see date nights as just like sitting in front of the TV again and just like watching a movie and not connecting, not talking. And again, I think there's so many distractions in life as it is that we really need to separate ourselves from that and just focus solely on each other. And it's it's going to take a conscious effort. Like you're going to have to remember to do it you're going to have to try to do it but I think that through those things and through those practices you are going to progress your relationship little by little and then you're going to be able to reach those milestone mark goals so that is what I would recommend 
I've been with my boyfriend for five years. I love him, but I just feel like we are not in the same place in life or moving at the same pace. I'm not much sure how much longer I can hold out. I'm ready to get married and have a family, and he's not ready yet. I'm starting to feel like I'm compromising. I want to save the relationship. I can't imagine life without him. What would Sav do? Here are my thoughts on this. I think that it's very easy to get into a mindset of I have been with this person for X amount of years. I can't imagine life without them. You know, I feel like if I leave the relationship, I'm throwing away all of these years that I was with this person. I think it's very easy to constantly tell ourselves why we should stay, you know, and kind of convince ourselves. I think we're convincing ourselves for reasons that we should stay when in our heart of hearts and in our gut, we know that by staying, we are compromising our own happiness, what we want in life, our goals, our sanity for that sake, because by compromising all of those things, you're kind of losing a sense of peace, honestly. And by compromising, here's what I think that we have to remember is like, I think that a lot of times we sit in relationships and we think like relationships have to have some big, bad, scary ending, right? They have to end because someone cheated, someone was mean to the other person, you know, something big and catastrophic happened. Sometimes people just aren't compatible with each other. Sometimes people just don't want the same things in the end. And I think that by sitting here and waiting and crossing our fingers and hoping that one day he's going to wake up and realize, you know, oh yeah, today's the day. Like, I think I'm ready to get married or, oh yeah, no, today's the day. I think I'm ready to have kids soon. I think that by sitting there and waiting for that day to come, first of all, it might not it probably won't in the near future that you want it to. On the timeline that you want it to, it probably won't. But also we are doing ourselves such a disservice by staying in a relationship with someone and putting their needs about like their core values of life and what they want out of life above our own. Like marriage is a big deal. Having kids is a big deal. And it's okay if those are your non-negotiables. If that's what you want out of life, be selfish with it. That is okay to want. It is an amazing thing to want for your future. And the fact that you know that and you are so certain about it, I think is such an amazing quality to have. And I think that you should be with someone who is equally excited about that part of the future with you rather than kind of holding back and giving you some wishy-washy answers and not really being at the same place that you are. And five years is a long time to be with someone, but I also think you are doing yourself a big disservice by waiting another one year, two year, three years, whatever it is for him to change his mind when he probably won't. Honestly, the best thing that I can see in this situation happening is walking away and giving him a wake up call you know, and not walking away for the purpose of giving him a wake up call, but maybe by you walking away, by you being like, you know what, I'm going to be selfish because even though I love you so much, I have a future that I want. I want a family. I want to be married to someone. And those are things that are very important to me. And by removing yourself from the relationship that you're in right now, it might give him Like, who knows? Either one of two things are going to happen. He's going to wake up and realize, oh shit, this is the most amazing girl I've ever met in my life and I want to be with her and I want to be married to her and, you know, I want to have kids. Or 
you are going to find someone whose values and whose wants and desires in this life are going to line up with yours. So honestly, it is going to be a win-win either way. I would not look at this if you do decide to walk away as a failure. I would look at it as, you know what? You loved this person so much. You had five years of an incredible love. But honestly, sometimes people are just not compatible and not meant to be with each other. And that's okay. Truthfully, I believe that sometimes those are even more heartbreaking than the cheating and the screaming and the lying and the yelling and the, you know, dramatic breakups. I think coming to the realization that you're just not compatible with each other, first of all, is a very mature thing. And it is something that, you know, it takes a lot of guts to do that. It takes a lot of bravery to be able to walk away from a relationship like that. But honestly, as well, you are going to be giving yourself such a gift by allowing yourself to go and find someone whose values align with yours. And you will find someone out there like that. And you're never too old. It's never too late to start over. You know, it doesn't matter how long you've been in this relationship. It doesn't matter how long you've been with this person. You can start over at any time in your life. You are never stuck because truthfully, it does kind of feel like right now in this relationship, you are in a little bit of a cycle of these past five years, you wanting more, him not giving it to you. And it's probably not going to change. It just probably won't. And you are not stuck in this. You have an opportunity to go and restart and find someone whose values align with yours. And obviously, whatever you end up doing is going to be the right decision, but I just encourage you to think about the fact that there are other people out there who you will connect with, who you will fall in love with, and who will give you what you want out of this life. I think so often it's so easy for us to sit here, especially after, it doesn't matter how long you've been in a relationship with someone, it's so hard to think about being with anyone else you know, being in love with anyone else, being cared about by anyone else or having a different boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever. Like it's so hard to envision that until it happens. And then you meet the next person and you realize how could I ever live my life without them? Like it all is going to make sense in the end. I promise it's going to be okay. Okay, next one really quickly. I feel like the question we just did about um, feeling like you need to progress your relationship, I feel like all of those answers could apply to this one too. But I do have like one more thing to say about this and that is I'm in a long-term relationship and what do I do when things start to get comfortable and I don't feel loved? I think the most important and crucial thing here is to communicate. I think that if you are comfortable with your partner, like if you've gotten to the stage of just like that comfortability, you should also be comfortable enough to communicate that. And it doesn't have to be an accusatory thing. It doesn't have to be like a scary conversation. I just think that you can almost even hint at it by saying like, hey, like, what do you think about implementing, you know, a date night in every, you know, two weeks or once a week? And again, it doesn't have to be something grand. It can be an at-home date night or just finding new little things that you can do to connect. I saw this girl on TikTok who was saying that little things that she likes to do with her partner as a way to connect. And I think that I've tried to apply some of these to my relationship as well. And I think that it's done great is that is, you know, going for a walk together, you know, having an afternoon sunset 
walk where you guys can just check in with each other or having dinner together where the phones and the TVs are off. It's so easy to just sit down, watch Netflix together, um, but really just communicating with each other. Or if you don't want to even like drop hints, you can just say, hey, listen, like I just feel like we've gotten to a stage where we are just very comfortable with each other. And I love that about us. I love the fact that we're able to be so, you know, comfortable. You're my best friend. But I also want us to still you know, have that spark and not lose that romantic side to our relationship as well. What do you think are some things that we can do to help maintain that? I have some ideas, but I want to hear what you have to say too. I think it's all about having an open form of communication that's not accusatory, that's very, you know, hopeful for the future. And again, that's not like a, you did this wrong, like why aren't we being romantic or whatever. I think just having an open conversation is really important. Okay, here we go. Next one. Hey, Sab. So I met my best friend about a year ago at work. She does a different job to me, but we became very close at the Christmas party last year. We have a lot of things in common and have been on holiday and had days out together. However, she's moving out of the country. For reference, we both live in England, but she's moving to Scotland next year. Part of me is thinking to possibly distance myself from her to avoid being too upset when she leaves and also, again, with the possibility of never seeing her again. Or would you suggest to continue the friendship and enjoy the time we get to see each other at the moment? I'm 24 and she's 28 and to be honest I've had and to be honest I have not had a best friend like her before so I'm unsure what to do what would Sav do girly pop okay I think we just need to communicate I think that we need to tell her if she's your best friend just be like listen I'm really sad that you're leaving obviously I'm very excited for you and this new chapter but I'm going to miss you and you know I think that it's important to just have that strain of openness I don't think that it has to be like a I'm never going to talk to you again because I'm afraid of how it's going to hurt and I don't think we need to even think about it as like some big bad dark scary thing of like I'm never going to see you again I'm never going to talk to you again I think you know we have phones we have FaceTime we have texting obviously it's different than being with someone in person but just being able to be like hey listen like when you're gone like let's FaceTime like once a week or whatever or let's have a phone call once a week and catch up once every two weeks whatever you guys will get into a routine if you guys truly are best friends and have such a strong friendship she's not just gonna leave and you guys are never gonna talk to each other again I wouldn't even consider you know letting go of the friendship and just stop hanging out with her because you're afraid that it's gonna hurt in the end I think that you just need to be very honest about how you feel in this situation because I guarantee she's feeling the same way and I think that she would probably feel really shitty if you just like all of a sudden stopped talking to her out of the blue or said like like hey this is too hard I'm just trying to avoid the inevitable of being hurt in the end of this I think that that would be even more painful because I guarantee she would say the same thing of you know we can still communicate we can still talk we can still plan to see each other like let's not think of this as like this you know great big ending let's you know it's your friendship is going to look different but it's still maintainable. Okay, moving on to the next one. Hi, Sav. So my boyfriend has a ton of female followers on Instagram, some of which I know he has a past with. I've respected his wishes on blocking my ex, even when I didn't interact with said ex on the platform at all. It seems unfair that he still follows, likes, and interacts with all these women on his socials. I don't know how to tell him it feels really disrespectful and a little one-sided without it seeming like I'm attacking him. I also don't really want him to know that I pay attention or look for these things. Per one 
of your latest episodes. I don't want to seem desperate. Send help. My thoughts exactly is a godsend and you are amazing. No, you are amazing and I love you. Okay, here's an important thing to remember. And this honestly can go for any situation at any point in any given relationship. And that point is, is that if you are with the right person, any concern that you bring to them is going to be met with not anger, not, you know, defensiveness. It's going to be met with compassion because if you are with the right person, that person is never going to want to make you feel upset. That person is never going to want to make you feel insecure. That person is never going to want you feel, that person is never going to want to make you feel anything less than confident in your relationship. And so, I think that is really important to remember when going into these conversations because these types of hard conversations are going to be very telling for your relationship. If you are openly communicative in how you feel and approach it in a respectful way and you are met with defensiveness, you are met with harshness, you are met with a misunderstanding and someone who's not willing to hear you out, that is a very big red flag that will transpire throughout the rest of your relationship. And so honestly, the way that I view it is that it's important to have these conversations now as uncomfortable as they may seem because it is going to give you a glimpse of how they approach problem-solving tactics in the future of your relationship and how they approach conflict more specifically. And so if this were me, I would approach it in a certain way by, you know, saying, listen, I want to have a conversation with you about something and I don't want it to come off like I'm attacking you. And I just hope that you can kind of listen and hear me out on this one before saying anything in return, I would say, I love you and I love our relationship, but there has been something that's been kind of upsetting me lately. And that is the fact that, you know, I feel like I have gone the extra mile to make sure that you are comfortable, meaning blocking my ex and not talking to my ex and not interacting on social platforms. But I feel like that same respect isn't necessarily reciprocated because I still see that you are, you know, liking your ex his pictures or comment it, whatever it is, insert whatever's happening there. And I would just keep it very simple and just say, I want to know where your head's at with it because for me, it doesn't make me feel the most comfortable and secure in our relationship. And I've always said this, I've said this to Hayden, I've said this to all of the men that I've dated. Like, I never want anyone to feel like they have a one up on my relationship, right? So I never want, and maybe that's going in a little bit too deep to it. And I wouldn't necessarily say this to your boyfriend, by the way, but if this, you know, I've, these are just my own side thoughts. I've always told the men that I've dated, like, I never want anyone to feel like they have a one up, a leg up on our relationship. And a lot of times girls are sneaky. Like girls are vindictive sometimes and they take little things and they run with it. So I personally, you know, I don't want any girl out there to feel like they have a one up on me and my relationship. And that's how I personally feel about it. And, you know, here's the thing, no matter which way you take it, if you were uncomfortable, then you are uncomfortable. But listen, I think that if he does come back at the end of that conversation and becomes defensive or passive aggressive or tries to bring up some bullshit and try to spin it in a way that doesn't really make sense, I would just take a mental note of that because I think that it is important to see how he approaches conflict in that situation because truthfully, there is no reason 
there's no reason for him to be following his exes or if he okay whatever if you want to follow him follow him but there's no reason to be liking there's no reason to be commenting there's no reason to be interacting in any way there's simply none and there is no reason that I can think of that is justifiable in that instance so whatever excuse he tries to come back with if he tries to come back with one I would simply just say listen I hear you but for me I blocked my ex when you asked me to and I just don't think there's any justifiable reason for you to be interacting with her that's it and I would leave it at that and by the way you're not desperate you're not desperate at all and I think it's just important to remember that you have boundaries and that doesn't make you desperate it does not make you desperate and it's going to be okay you're gonna figure it out okay Next up and the last one, what would you do if you feel like you were surrounded by people who have it all together and you don't and you feel behind? First of all, it's very important to remember that comparison is a killer. We hear that all the time. Comparison is the killer to all happiness, whether we are comparing ourselves to people around us in our personal bubble, in our personal life, or social media. If we are comparing ourselves, we are doing ourselves the biggest disservice by because by comparing ourselves, we are therefore prolonging our own progress in whichever way you want to see it. Because everyone's progress in life, everyone's journey is so individual that we can't compare because it's going to be different for everyone. My journey is different from yours. That's different from the next person's. But does that mean that we aren't all going to make it at the end of the day? Does that not mean that we aren't going to be happy at the end of the day? No, it's just going to look different for everyone. And when you have those moments of feeling like you're being, you know, you're behind in life and that, you know, things aren't working out the way they should, I need you to remember that there is so much life left to live that we have not even experienced yet, that we can't even fathom yet. Like our greatest moments have not happened. Our greatest accomplishments have not happened. There's going to be people that we still have left to meet in life that are going to be our favorite people. We're going to listen to our new favorite songs, our favorite foods. Like we are going to have things throughout our life that are going to be new and exciting and core memories. And I think it's important to remember to not get so caught up in feeling like you're being left behind and everyone else has got it all figured out because there's still so many exciting things that are set up for you in your future and that you have to look forward to. So I would just focus on getting excited for the future rather than worrying about, you know, everyone else's stuff that they have going on because also you don't really know what goes on behind closed doors we see so many people living their happy-go-lucky lives and then behind closed doors we're all struggling with something and I think it's really easy to see people and be like they've got it all they're happy they have a family they have like whatever it is and then looking at ourselves and being like oh well I'm really far behind I don't have this I don't have that I don't have that don't compare and you're only prolonging the process because by worrying so much about what other people are doing, you're not focusing on yourself and getting yourself from point A to point B or you're prolonging the process of getting yourself from point A to point B. And just remember that it's going to be okay. It is going to all work itself out. Life has a funny way of working out like that and it sure will for you too. So just remember that. And that you guys is it for today. That is the end of this week's What Would Sav Do? I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you aren't already. That way you never miss an episode of My Thoughts Exactly. We post weekly every Thursday and you're not going to want to miss it. I will be back next week with a brand new one for you guys and I hope to see you there. Bye guys.
Thank you.